Among you stands one whom you do not know. John's words to the religious authorities who stand before him. His words to us today. I have often heard John's words as a criticism. It's as if John is saying, I've been pointing to the one, and all you do is look at my finger. Or I've been talking about the one, and my words go in one ear and out the other. You are not looking, you are not listening. You do not know the one who stands among you. But what if John's words are not criticism? What if his words are an invitation to wonder, to ponder, to consider the possibilities of who this one might be? I say this because John himself did not know this one. In subsequent verses not included in today's reading, John says twice, I myself did not know him. So who is this one? Who is John referring to? Most of us would likely say Jesus. That's the usual safe answer. It's the usual way of hearing John's words. It's the answer I most often give myself. However, today, I would like us to rethink the usual answer. Is Jesus the one and only, or could there be others? Have there been others before him? Will there be others after him? Perhaps we can hear John's words in a larger context and consider that maybe we sometimes focus so much on Jesus, we lose the chance to focus upon other possibilities. Could this one who stands among us be you? Could it be me? Could it be a person who receives an ID or birth certificate voucher on Wednesday morning? Could it be a stranger on the street? So that I'm clear, I am not suggesting Jesus is the wrong answer. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering if there might be more than one right answer. Consider, what if John is not referring to the one as a numerical limitation of all others, but simply as an example? What if John is referring to the way the particular points to the universal? What if this one is, is archetypal of the many? After all, the Christian tradition has never held the one and the many as mutually exclusive. To the contrary, it's a pretty important part of our faith. We do believe in a triune God. Three in one. Among you stands one whom you do not know. So why don't we recognize the one who stands among us? Perhaps the greatest barrier to seeing the one among us is that we already have an idea or image of who the one is or should be and what the one should look like and do. In other words, we think we know and we stick with what we think we know. We can't see the one because he or she does not meet our expectations or fit nicely into our categories of who he or she can be. Sometimes, I believe, we don't see the one among us because he or she stands outside the box of our beliefs.
And more often than not, we see and we hear in such a way that it only confirms what we already believe. That's exactly what the religious authorities are doing to John in today's exchange. They come to him with the usual safe answers of who he should be. The Messiah, Elijah, the prophet. They try desperately to fit him into their expectations, their categories. However, he won't allow it. He does not fit. And more often than not, the one will not fit into what we expect and what we already believe. This past Wednesday, while I was distributing the ID and birth certificate vouchers, I helped a young mother and her child who were in need of birth certificates in order to fulfill housing assistance guidelines. The vouchers were provided. However, the woman was in need of a bus pass. Her daughter was in a stroller. And she had walked to the church from the shelter downtown. I did not have a bus pass to give. As we stood looking at one another, a gentleman by the name of Paul, a recent resident of the Alvis house, overheard our conversation and he spoke up. He offered the woman a code a day pass. He couldn't use it. Alvis house requires that all residents be transported in their vehicles. And his daughter had given him a week's worth of bus passes, not knowing he couldn't ride the bus. I don't know who was more surprised by Paul's gesture, me or the woman. Bus passes, day passes specifically, are treasured commodities for those living in poverty. In Paul's gesture, was an unexpected moment of generosity and compassion, a point of light, a point of redirection. And from the most unlikely of persons, an ex-con with a cane and a face tattoo. Among you stands one whom you do not know. Is Jesus the one and only, or could there be others? Have there been others before him? Will there be others after him? Could Paul be the one? I think so. I think so because people like Paul, who don't fit into an expectation in a category, remind us of our potential, our ability to be light in dark places. They redirect our gaze to the divine. And they invite us through their unexpected actions to consider how we are bearing the image of God in our lives. And to be clear, that is not a negation or diminishment of who Jesus is or what he has done. In fact, it is a fulfillment of who he is, of what he has done and what he continues to do. I am not saying anything to you Jesus himself did not first say. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these. Among you stands one whom you do not know. 
I wonder, who has been that one for you? Who stood among you and reminded you of your potential? Who redirected your gaze to God? And when have you been that one for someone else? Among you stands one whom you do not know. Those are words of hope. Those are words of promise. Those are words of invitation to wonder and to ponder the possibilities for our lives and for the stranger that we encounter on our path. Because eventually, one day, you will meet someone who seeks grace and who longs for a sign of hope. And for them, you will be that one. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Thanks be to God. Amen.